0: Startups join Techstars with aspirations, goals, and a vision for what they want to achieve. Fast forward three months, and Demo Day is a chance for these companies to showcase their growth and future plans. But have you ever wondered what happens behind the scenes when faced with the task of condensing all that progress into a two-minute pitch? I'm Jag Singh. I'm a serial founder and entrepreneur turned investor, and I'm also the managing director of Techstars Berlin. Welcome to The Lead Up, where we'll speak with one company from the current Textiles Berlin cohort in each episode. We'll find out what really goes through these founders' minds at each stage of building a business in an Accelerator, while preparing for the big reveal to investors and the community. I also have Omara Javid, an associate from our Accelerator program, helping me here with the interview.
1: Hi, I'm Omara, friends call me Tinks, and I'm a former associate of Textiles London and currently a senior associate at Textiles
2: Berlin.
0: Today, we are speaking with the founders of UK-based Fair Direct, who are helping airlines to build and scale ancillary revenues. I'm joined by Niels, Nev, and Alex. Niels, why don't you hit the audience with your elevator pitch?
3: For airlines, ancillary products like extra luggage and seat selection are super important and generate up to 50% of their revenue or a key driver for profit. But on the other hand, airlines are leaving survival money for the table. And with Fair Direct, We enable airlines to maximize the revenue from the sale of ancillaries. On my team, I have Nev, ECCO, and Alex, CTO, building our product.
0: Nev, what are your responsibilities?
4: I'm responsible for commercial side. So anything related with sales, marketing, communication, and uh, customer account management. I'm Alex,
2: and my main responsibility is the product and every aspect of our product. Think product development, infrastructure, and integrations with our customers. One of my main goals is actually to make sure that customers are getting exactly what they
0: want. What do you feel in your background lends really well to you succeeding in in these roles and responsibilities today?
4: Aviation is my passion. I've been working in the industry more than 12 years, and I know the pain points that actually airlines have. What kind of strategy they need to apply to overcome this crisis So having that experience and background in the industry actually put me in a very good position in the company to handle these responsibilities because it starts from the approach phase. I know how to approach the airlines. I know how to manage their expectations and I know how to solve their problems because I I was wearing their shoes before. Therefore, I think that helped me a lot and actually twisting the pandemic in a positive way was our one of the key message that we created in our company internally. And we are applying that message throughout to external stakeholders. Here is the opportunity increase the revenue.
1: I was just wondering for anyone listening, uh, why is this such a necessary solution and not just a nice to have for airlines?
3: For decades, airlines, have done revenue management for their flights, meaning that you could pay for your flights a hundred pounds and the passenger next to you, a thousand pounds for exactly the same service. That's because airlines map your willingness to pay on flights. Now, ancillaries have become super important, uh, double digit growth every year since the last 10 years. But airlines have not caught up on how to offer these ancillaries. So at the moment, ancillaries are offered pretty static. That means that you go two weeks on holiday, you pay $20 for your bag, but the passenger next to you might go on a business trip for two days to the same destination and also pays $20 for you, for the bag. And that's not correct. Airlines can do a much better job in offering these ancillaries, but they don't have the tools at hand to do so, and that's where Fair Direct comes in.
0: What's your approach to finding hidden champions inside these large enterprises that you're selling to? That's a very valid point,
4: Jack, because it's really challenging dealing with the enterprise. Finding champions sometimes is not really easy. Yes, I've been working in the industry quite a while, actually work different lines around the globe that actually make me to create a good network in the industry. I also work as a consultant that also helped me to build my network in different areas. But sometimes you go to an airline in South America, which you, let's say, never been there in the geography in your life and trying to find the champion, it's quite challenging. So for us, we are actually trying to build that advocate in that company is start with our communication. We try to create the base of our communication on trust. We definitely go and find the champions in the airlines and the level for us, it doesn't matter because even analyst level, when you have a good champion, they will speak about you and they will really create this atmosphere in the airline before you walk in, which is very important for a startup uh, company like us to create that trust. That's the, one of the main uh, message that we would like to do. So we explain how to really help them to recover due to pandemic, how to increase their revenue, have to increase their efficiency with a very simple, intuitive tool. That's the key that we are passing through to enter level of the champions that we're trying to actually
0: achieve. And how did you arrive at that sort of positioning and messaging? What kind of help did you have on that way, on that along the way?
4: Actually, we approach a potential client. One of the main concerns that actually we perceived was about, we are used to work with the big companies, shiny brands, you're a startup company. We really want to understand that if you're reliable, if you're trustworthy, if you have a real experience and qualification to make this happen. After having these messages in the beginning with potential customers, we said definitely one of the first things that we need to create is trust. That's why all our communication and marketing and our approach towards the potential clients, even to champions, is actually to give that trust. For us to come to that conclusion that trust is one of the most important communication messages that we need to focus, it came from different stakeholders. First, when we were actually doing the pre-sales and talking with the potential customers, they said, okay, we, first thing, we need to really trust you that you are capable of doing this thing. Second, when, when we were going through the mentor madness through Techstars, lots of mentors, they told us, guys, don't forget, you're trying to sell to enterprise, you're a small startup. One of the most important message that you need to give them is trust. They need to trust you, to spend time with you and work with you. So all, and then also when we actually started to do proper sales, that one of the main key message that we received was all about trust. That's why we really are focusing on the trust part.
1: It sounds like you've got immense experience just in the team and you're so passionate about what you're building. What brought you to Techstars Berlin and how did it feel when you got the call from JAG saying that you were accepted?
3: When we got accepted we felt accomplished, we felt that we accomplished something big. As first-time entrepreneurs getting the validation from Techstars and Jack felt huge. It gave us a new boost of motivation because we know how hard it is to get into Techstars. It's one of the most wanted accelerator programs. Also. Being accepted gave us the opportunity to accelerate our growth in Fair Direct and not just through funding, but also through the unlimited source of help and encouragement.
1: I was just wondering, did the mental madness process or just meeting lots of different people from different industries help you? I know you just mentioned getting like the support and motivation. So what was it like being in the mental madness
3: process? We spend a lot of time preparing for for Mentor Madness. Every one of us practiced the elevator pitch to be perfect. And we carefully separated the mentors into groups to focus. And to be honest, all people were great. Each conversation was an interesting conversation and we're really happy to have had this opportunity. One of the good things about Fair Direct is everyone travels and everyone has an opinion about travel. So with every single mentor, even if it was business-wise not a perfect fit,
1: and how did you process the various feedback you were getting so like you said everyone travels so everyone has their own sort of subjective opinion about it how did you implement the feedback you were getting and how did you do that as a team
3: it was one of the hardest things to do to process all the feedback you get we've talked to 80 people in the course of two weeks we all took notes and then we organized them but then we all went back to the drawing board went through the notes went through all the mentors said and we selected a group of mentors which we thought would help us the best and i must say i'm really proud of what we did we did an excellent job but still today we keep on going back to our trello board to look what other mentors said and to see if we can implement changes to the strategy or how we do things
0: for those of you listening we run mentor madness sessions and they're usually focused on the whole team having been a cto myself once upon a time I've always wanted to make sure that we deliver the same level of mentoring to the technical founders in our teams. And so this year, we introduced Technical Mentor Madness as well, an additional component where we brought some very experienced and capable engineering leaders and managers to come mentor the technical founders on our teams. Alex, you met some technical mentors as well. What was that experience like? Before Techstar started, we read online that it's mostly CEO-focused.
2: But going forward, I found out that is not the case. I had some very interesting conversations with, with other people who uh, were in, in my shoes before. And just by talking to them, asking about pitfalls and how to avoid stuff going forward was excellent, especially that they could see the problems that we might face in the future and that we should start addressing now and not
0: ad- address them when they become a burning So Alex, Alex you just there mentioned there these CTO-specific there. roundtables and and forum sessions. Can you give us a little bit more of a a taste of what that was like for you? So we don't
2: know everything. There are topics that we're not familiar with. But being a CTO and being a part of a small team, you need to do everything. What actually helped me a lot was sitting in these meetings or actually talking one on one with other CTOs and getting their feedback and getting their help and getting pointed to the right direction how I can solve a particular problem that I'm not
0: already familiar with. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, I think we've just made history here. It's the first time a CTO has admitted that they may not know everything. So Niels, your team has like centuries of experience in the airline industry, right? How do you maintain that entrepreneurial spirit and the ability to think outside the box, considering that the software that powers the industry is often said to be stuck in the 1970s?
3: Industry experience is super important when developing a tool for the aviation industry. We know the pain points of the airlines, we have the network, and that's really powerful for our go-to-market strategy. We know exactly which messaging we need to who in our network.
2: A first set of eyes helps, because sometimes even though you have, as you said, centuries of experience in the industry, you cannot see the problem yourself. That's why we have mixed mix in our team of the industry leaders and experts, and disruptors and people who can challenge the industry is doing
3: currently. We take into consideration the needs of the airline industry, but we constantly put emphasis on innovation and intuitiveness while developing the tool.
0: I remember during some of the mentor madness sessions where sometimes smart people didn't like your idea. Now you don't need to persuade everyone obviously, but how do you understand their opposition and then strengthen your own understanding? Of
3: course, during mentor madness, We've met people who are not believing in the idea of Fair Direct, and you can't please them all. Now, we know our industry, we know there's a product market fit, but regardless of this, we did check in our network. We've assembled a great team of advisors around us who confirm that what we are doing with Fair Direct is actually very much wanted by the aviation industry. One of our advisors, a year-long C-level executive for many airlines, we we gave the elevator pitch and he immediately said, this is absolutely a fit. And I know so many airlines who really want to implement this.
0: Niels, in one of our many conversations, I recall you asking, why do you think I'm going to fail? To lean into brutally understanding what you needed to do to de-risk this company. What's that process been like for you?
3: That's a very good question, Jack. One of the things we've worked the most on is our pricing module, actually. And Throughout Techstars, we have changed our pricing module significantly based on input from our advisors, from mentors, and from everyone in the Techstars team. And we have applied that new pricing module with our existing customers, which have accepted it with great enthusiasm. But also we're talking to our potential new customers, which praise us for this pricing. And by this, we have actually de-risked the company and opened the company for secure revenue growth in the months and years to come.
1: I'd love to switch this around a bit. Nils and Alex, you're both parents. And I think I've even been on a Zoom call where all of your babies, including Jags, were in the video at one point. Is fatherhood a huge influencing factor on your entrepreneurial journey?
2: Parenting adds a whole new dimension of fun. You learn it the moment you get your kid. Everything with kids is a once in a lifetime opportunity and missing out on these is very hard and very stressful. Just imagine when you're sitting in one of these Zoom calls, and then you hear in the other room that your child is playing with his or her his mom and laughing, at, but you still have to focus on words. It's very hard to stay focused and tell yourself that you're on a mission and you will play with your child a bit later. Sometimes it's also very hard to be with them while you're with them physically, because imagine getting an important email or your thoughts just wander off back to the business. But... At the same time, they can be the best relaxation method in the world. Just telling them a cute story or playing uh, with them before bedtime is the best form of meditation. And it actually puts you in such a calm and nice mood that after that, you can do an all-nighter without a problem. The other thing that also adds another level in the current situation is the pandemic and the uncertainty of it. Kindergartens are closed, open, you can go out, you can see people, you cannot see people and you never know what to expect. And it's very hard to manage the expectations of the business and then totally changing expectations of the surrounding world in the pandemic. But again, there is a good twist to the home story. Actually being at home and working from home enabled me to see every first thing that my daughter did. I could see her first time laughing. I could see her start eating uh, solid food or when she started walking or spoke her first words.
1: A little bit on that. I know that Alex is talking about specifically CTOs, but what's it been like for the team to be amongst other startup companies, as in like the cohort? How have your relationships been with them?
3: Going through this accelerator remotely, it's a whole new dimension Um to how you work together with the other companies in the cohort. In the beginning, it took a while before everyone started to trust each other and to communicate openly to each other. But definitely towards, towards the end, we're really helping each other. There's a lot of communication and we can rely on each other. For example, while practicing our demo day pitch, I got a lot of help from the other entrepreneurs who gave valuable feedback on how to change my communication.
1: So as entrepreneurs, would you like to debunk any myths that people have about being in the startup environment or being an entrepreneur?
3: Entrepreneurs know exactly what they want and how to get it. And there might be some entrepreneurs out in this world who are laser focused and have a clear plan of getting there. Now with Fair Direct, our mission and vision are clear. We know the airline industry and we know it needs to reinvent itself. And airlines are still lacking behind and still operating on old processes and we want to tackle that. But however, the road to this vision is not linear. And entrepreneurship is a process of trying, failing, trying again, succeeding, trying again. Powerful part is you're not alone in this. You're part of Techstars. You have your mentors, you have your advisors, you have industry experts who help you guide along the
4: way and help you to succeed better. Be Ready for the sleepless night or uh, well, being an entrepreneur, it's your baby. So, I'm not a father at the moment per, in my personal life, but I already feel like I am a father because Fair Direct is like a child for me. That I feel like every morning I need to really wake up and feed it with my work. So, uh, being an entrepreneur is guys, literally having a baby. You need to really feed it, take care of it. So, you need to actually spend lots of time for it you have to really give it from your personal time to that baby to to make it grow so i would say definitely time
2: i meant that the most important thing in the whole startup is actually dynamic and how the founder team operates and if there are flaws in how the founder team operates then this whole project is no go.
0: that's just my opinion I'd call those hard truths, Alex. Some very wise words there. Niels, Alex, Nev, thank you so much for coming in. And to our audience out there, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, we have nine other amazing companies from Techstars Berlin sharing their experiences in this lead-up series, a part of the Techstars Podcast Network.